Welcome to episode 10 of the Total Bro Sports Podcast. Well, welcome with Jack, Kai, Alex, and Ben. And today are big headlines for the news today. Eagles fired Doug Peterson. The NHL season starts on January 13th, and James Harden gets traded to the Nets. Hit, hit off with you, Kai, with a scorigami alert. In this uh, wildcard playoffs, in this wildcard weekend, we have one active scorigami, the Browns beating the Steelers 48-37. to On to 5-Minute Fire, wildcard edition. Colts at Bills, looking for their first playoff win in a quarter of a century. The Bills, off the back of Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things, found themselves with a 24-10 lead in the fourth quarter. However, Phillip Rivers and the Colts attempted a comeback and got very close only to fall short in what could be Phillip Rivers' last NFL game. The Bills squeaked by 27-24. Rams at Seahawks, former AAF and Jets preseason legend John Walford got his second career start which didn't last long. After blitz boy Jamal Adams laid a fairly dirty hit on Walford, it forced the Rams to bring in Jared Goff, who was 12 days removed from thumb surgery. The Rams took the lead early and never looked back, moving to 36-0 under Sean McVay when leading at the half. Rams win 30-20. Bucks at football team. Alex Smith out. Taylor Heineke in. Against all expectations, and really against all laws of physics, Taylor Heineke played like a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers. Washington's defense played like Swiss cheese despite the amped-up efforts of stud rookie Chase Young. Tom Brady performed like his usual self, tossing two touchdowns for 381 yards. However, Heineke was not far behind, throwing for 306 yards and one touchdown, rushing for another and tossing one interception, although I will note it was tipped. Bucks eke it out 31-23. to Ravens at Titans, Lamar Jackson trying to remove his choker label from never winning a playoff game and getting stormed by the Titans last year. Looking for some revenge, they were down 10-0 against Ryan Tannehill and King Henry, dancing around at Lamar. Lamar came back, running a 49-yard touchdown, taking the lead at halftime. And then the second half, Ryan Tannehill tried to tie the game, but it was intercepted by Marcus Peters. And they start on the logo, pissing everyone off. Ravens get there, finally get a win. 20-13. Bears at Saints. In what was a slugfest of the ugliest proportions, a game that was broadcast on Nickelodeon, and the score stood 7-3 for almost half the game. The Saints proved 8-8 eight eight teams should not be in the playoffs. Yeah, eight, the Saints proved 8-8 eight eight teams should not be in the playoffs. Breeze, for his part, performed like his usual self, throwing for 265 yards and two touchdowns. Mitch, on the other hand, proved to the NFL world why he's going to be on another team, throwing for 199 yards and one touchdown. In fairness to Trubisky, Isaiah Wims did drop another touchdown pass, but still, as QB1, you have to move the offense. Saints soak up a victory in this slime-filled Nickelodeon Bowl, 21-9. Browns at Steelers. You could tell this one was going to be ugly from the start when Mar- Marquise Pouncey snapped the first snap in, in the, of the game over 6-5 Ben Roethlisberger into the end zone for a touchdown. Big Ben and the Steelers committed three first-quarter turnovers and went down to a 28-0 start. 
Roethlisberger took the air raid approach in this one, completing an NFL record or NFL record in the playoffs or regular season for most completions in a game, and came up three passes short of the completion or of the pass attempt record as well. Baker and the one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were too hot to handle. Browns win 48-37. And thus concludes five-minute fire wild card edition. Okay, so then why don't we, before we get into the matchups, why don't we discuss this most recent firing of the Eagles, Doug Peterson. Was it the right move? Let's go to the panel. I personally don't think so because I liked his riskiness. And plus, he made the playoffs three years in a row. They had one bad season. He shouldn't have been fired. I personally believe if he didn't make the playoffs, like next season, he should have been, he should be fired. But like, he was showing a lot of promise. He brought a Super Bowl and a lot of consistency. And Carson Wentz, if he wasn't, before he was shaky, he was actually pretty decent. Yeah, I don't know about this. Five. Yeah, it seemed like. Oh, it seemed like a knee-jerk reaction to me because they, because he had, he had all this all this success in these uh, last few years, and then one bad year, and you're gone. I wonder if any of this had to do with the weird decisions to make there that he made in the final game of the season against Washington, taking out Jalen Hurts and bringing in Nate Sudfeld, I don't know. That could possibly have been a reason why they got rid of Doug Peterson because Howie Roseman's still there, and he is a big part of the problem as well. So um, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. They should definitely fire Howie Roseman as well if, like, they're going to fire Doug Peterson. But I think that's the point, Jack. Howie Roseman, even despite having an awful draft record, is still with the Eagles organization. Yet Doug Peterson, who, as you mentioned earlier – made the playoffs three years in a row, and won the city's only Super Bowl, I might add, is now out on his ass. So I agree with Ben. I think it has a lot to do with that benching of Jalen Hurts for Sudfeld. He might have lost the respect of his locker room when he did that. Because as we've talked about on this podcast for weeks now, despite getting a better – draft position football players want to win they're competitive athletes and Doug Peterson basically said he did not want to win this game so he might have lost the respect of the locker room and after a very ugly season that could have been just enough to move on from him that's true the players didn't realize that Peterson here was playing six-dimensional chess with the with the draft yeah but who knows? Like, if they get Devonta Smith, he could be a massive bust. Um, All right, that, that's, a, that's a separate issue. I, I think the whole point of this discussion is, is it the right move? So we have to consider if it's true that the, that the players lost his respect, then yes, I completely agree with the move. If the locker room is no longer with him, the relationship's broken, you have to move on. And I think yeah. that was the case with Bill O'Brien yeah. with the Texans. If that's not the case, then, yeah, this is an awful move. This guy, he's a winning coach. He's won the city's only Super Bowl. He had three seasons going to the playoffs. Yeah, it just it really comes down to whether the locker room is with him. Yeah, and Carson Wentz is going to go down with them. They're going to trade him in the offseason. They have um, a lot of money tied to him. If they cut yeah, him, they should cut him. $9 million. But I also think Doug Peterson and – 
Carson Wentz's relationship was definitely going downhill. So I think this could be something to show that they could keep Wentz because obviously Peterson was working a bit better with Jalen Hurts and, you know, benching Wentz, it was kind of over with. But now they got rid of Doug Peterson. Now they could keep Wentz for another year and, you know, move on. Another question I have is whether Howie Roseman fired Peterson to save his job. Like he could be, he could blame Peterson as the reason that Wentz did not perform as well. So firing Peterson makes his decision to it almost backs up Roseman's decision to give Wentz that crazy contract. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That 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 is interest. That is an interesting. I think they're going to trade Carson Wentz. They're going to trade him. I think no, but here's be. the thing. We don't know if they're going to trade him or not considering this new coaching situation. Peterson's out. We know that he seemed to like um, Jalen Hurts better towards the end of the season. So we really don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. If, and then, Jack, as you always say, when a new coach comes in, they're going to want their quarterback. So Yeah, it's like really the unwritten the Philly, rule. The Philly quarterback situation is totally up for grabs, I think, Yeah, with a new well, coach coming in. It is the unwritten rule. Always a head coach wants their new um, player. Yeah, I think I think it depends on uh, who they hire, though. I think, I think um, the most likely scenario is that they uh, keep Wentz for another year, see if, uh, see if he um, returns to uh, what he once was. Yeah. No, I think they should trade him. He's gonna. He, I think he might go to the Colts. No, I think if you keep he Wentz and you have him, I know he wants. No, I'm saying he he could want out with Peterson there, but now that Peterson's gone, maybe the new coach will be more favorable to Wentz, and he could roll with him through for the season, kind of see what he if he pans out, and if he does, then actually. Jalen Hurts starts to look like a huge trading asset, like the Eagles want to shore up other positions. They, they can only keep one. Yeah, just like a few years ago with uh, Nick Foles. Exactly, just like a few years ago. Well, hopefully it, it turns out better for Hurts than Nick Foles did. Oh, yeah, that, that is true. Um, here's uh, another question. Where do you think Doug Peterson's going to go? I think he's going to become, like, an offensive coordinator for, like, a team that needs one. I, I think Peterson could end up in Jacksonville. That might Possibly. be – Yeah, I think that would – look, the Shaq or Shaw Khan seems to be okay with getting people from Philly because he brought Foles in for that ridiculous contract. And Peterson's a winning coach or before this season. Like, he has proven that he can turn organizations around. So, I think he could end up in Jacksonville, especially considering that the Bears' job is locked up for another year. Yeah. yeah. I, was, uh, I was watching That's Good Sports. I think, I think he said uh, possibly the Jets, too. Yeah, they're, they, they're thinking the Jets because um... – the Jets GM right now, Joe Douglas, was the GM with the Eagles who won the Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. So it's a possibility, but right now it's looking like he's going to be a fallback option for the Jets, not like a main that makes sense. candidate. Yeah, it would make sense because this is the nepotism football league. Yeah, all the nepotism. It's the no fun league. Yeah, and that too. All right, well – I think we should go into the playoffs now. Sounds good. 
So there's going to be two games on Saturday to start. Packers-Rams, what do you guys think? My prediction is I think the Packers are going to win, but not like in a blowout. I think they're going to pull it out because the Rams have really good defense with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I think, but Rodgers is very good. So I think the and the Packers are going to win. I think twenty-eight to um twenty because Jared Goff still has that thumb thing. But I think the Packers' offense is OP'd. Yeah, I I think the uh, Packers' offense is going to be just too much for even even the Rams' defense, and it's going to be and it, I think it could it could turn into one of those offensive shootouts if if Goff actually performs, but probably not. So I, I'm going to go with uh, probably 37 to 24 Packers. If the Rams and Packers end up ends up being a shootout, then the Packers will win this game. The Rams offense does not look great, especially with Goff coming back 12, yeah, 12 days removed from a, sur- a thumb surgery. And I just doesn't seem Goff has had the confidence that he used to. No, it's just Goff was shaky last week. Yeah, Goff. Yeah, Goff was shaky. He didn't perform that well against the Seahawks. So if this is a shootout, then Packers are winning. But we'll see. Maybe the maybe the number one defense in the NFL, the Rams, can shut down the Packers. Uh, uh, the Packers are overpowered. They're really good. What about what's your prediction, Alex? Um, I don't know. I think that the Packers will win this game 30 to 14. Okay. Ben, what's your prediction of this game? So I think that the Packers will win this, but I think it'll be more of a landslide than people expect. I do like the 30 14. I was thinking they were going to win 30 to 10 because, um, Jared Goff really, I mean, he didn't impress last week and it makes sense, you know, with the, just coming off of a thumb surgery, but um, the key for the Rams, they need if they want to win, they got to run the ball really well. They ran it. Cam Akers got 28 carries last week. I mean, they they pounded the ground, and I think it'll just be too predictable. And they that just don't have another option. So I think Green Bay wins 30 to 10. Okay, so now for those of us who don't know, what is the situation? Or I haven't actually kept up on the situation with John Wolford because I was actually excited to watch a Rams game with this guy in there because he's oh, yeah. he elusive. Got, okay, he yeah, got, I know I, – we know the injury. Yeah, he got a neck injury. But where does this stand for this game this week? That What's means Blake Bortles is going to be on um, the second string. Interesting. Blake Bortles, that's a name I haven't heard since 2017. Yeah, he's bounced around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's a After leaving there. But so is Wolford out, ruled out for this week? Yep. For is there a timetable on his return or no? I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't think it really matters too much because as, as we all have said, they probably don't stand too much of a chance against uh, Green Bay here. Yeah, but I think Donald with, Wolford, no, with Wolford at the helm of the offense, I think it might move better than with Goff. But the problem but is that now that you start now that you've played golf, you've kind of lost the excuse to bench him. Like he can play, he's re- he's healed. So now, without damaging your relationship with golf, you cannot start Wolford. So I think it, it's unlikely, even if he was healthy, that they're going to put him back in. Yeah. All right. 
So the next game on Saturday, very interesting one. Ravens Bills. I'm going. I'm this is my team. I'm going with the Ravens upset, twenty four to twenty one. The Ravens have a really good defense, and Lamar Jackson's found his groove. And I believe that um the even though the Bills' offense is really good, I think the Ravens' defense can shut down Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, and John Ross. And I think they can put a pre- pressure on Josh Allen where he's going to have to throw it a lot. But I think the Bills are. I think the Ravens are going to eat this out with an upset, twenty-four to twenty-one. Yeah, this this should be a good game, but I I, I think the Bills are going to win this one personally. I th- but it will it will be close. That is for sure. I'm going to go with Bills. Let's say thirty-five, uh, thirty-one. Uh, I think with the Raven, I'm kind of conflicted, but I am leaning towards the Ravens because the Bills primarily have a passing attack. They don't really have a running game, and I think Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey can run with Diggs and Beasley. And like Jack said, I think Lamar Jackson has finally found his groove. Like I know earlier on – or towards the middle of the season, they kind of lost their way trying to make Lamar Jackson into something he's not a pocket passer. So I think now with the Ravens having gotten hot the last couple weeks and finishing out the season strong and now beating their former foes in the Titans who knocked them out of the playoffs, I just think they have a lot of momentum going into this week. And I think that their offense is just – overpowered. I don't think the Bills defense can shut them down because the Bills defense is prone to errors as we saw when they played the Chiefs. So I'm going to go with Ravens 24, Bills 17. Yeah, it is true that um, the, the Ravens have the momentum, but I think think uh, especially in these times, I think momentum can change drastically at any moment. Yeah, I think Lamar maybe just needed to get one you know, a W in the win column and then, you know, move on from there because he obviously struggled in the other two games. Now he got that one win. Now he, I feel like he'll continue to play really well. Um, you know, the it'll be interesting because the Ravens, they shut down Derrick Henry last week. And obviously the types of offenses with the Bills and Titans are kind of polar opposites. So I think, I think the Ravens definitely will keep it close and, Really, it's really close. I don't think I'll go Ravens 27-24. I just think if they can shut down Stephon Diggs, I mean, he's just insane, great deep threat. But, yeah, I definitely think Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey might be able to mitigate him. So, I think Ravens. Okay, and to that point, why don't we throw some stats into this? The bill It looks appears the Ravens have the number one passing defense in the playoffs thus far. They yeah. only allowed 158 yards against, against the Titans. Yeah. The Ravens had and a goal. the Bills. Hold on, Jack. And the Bills and their only offensive mode is passing. Yeah, that's I true. think that Ravens are going to shut down this passing attack. Wait, Alex. The Ravens shut down Derrick Henry, possibly the one of the best guys on offense this year, and they shut down AJ Brown as well. Yeah, like, you're right. Exactly. They shut down A.J. Brown. You're right. And Derrick Henry. And the Bills don't really have a running game. 
Maybe if Zach Moss or Devin Singletary can have a good game, the Bills will be able to get some stuff. But, yeah, definitely – they're definitely going to lean on the passing passing attack because that's what's gotten them to this point. So, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. And to that, we shall move on. There is a, two games as well on Sunday to start off Chiefs-Browns. I'm going with the Chiefs. There's no question about it. The Chiefs are really good on offense. Now, I think they're too good for the Browns this time. They're not going to throw four picks, and you never sleep on the Chiefs. The Texans slept on them, and they lost. And I believe the Chiefs' offense are going to win this game 42-27. to 27. And I think that Mahomes is, wants, that, goes, wants to go back-to-back. Back. And their defense is stepping up. I've seen their defense. They're playing good but not great. But, like, the Browns, they played against the Steelers who had – struggles in the first half, down 20-0. You almost never come back from that. So, and Baker, if they force Baker out, it's going to be a long day. If you keep him in the pocket, it will be a long day. And and Pat Mahomes is really good, and he's going to give it a Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, and um, Travis Kelsey, and Clyde edwards Hilaire, and he's going to run a lot of touchdowns. And I think they're going to get six touchdowns. And that's why I think they're going to win 42-27. All right, question. Okay, so then the question really remain is is who can contain this Chiefs offense? Looking at the stats, the Chiefs have and during the regular season they had the most yards of offense per game with four hundred fifteen point eight. I don't know if this Browns defense is good enough to contain them. Like, yeah, they have Miles Garrett. I just don't know if they can contain crazy passing threats of Hill, Kelsey, as Jack said, McCole Hardman. So, yeah, I think I have to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, Denzel Ward's really good on the outside, but they really don't have that many. They don't have enough. I mean, not, no team really has enough to – a good enough secondary to stop the Chiefs, especially with Patrick Mahomes and his deep ball ability. I I was really shocked that the Browns, you know, went out to a 28-0 and then 35-7 start against the Steelers. I don't think anyone's expecting that. So, you know, they show that they can come in and upset a team on the road, but I just don't think that they, the Chiefs will let that happen, honestly. Like, the Steelers is one thing, but there's no way. I say Chiefs 38 to 21. But I wouldn't be surprised as well if Baker throws a good amount, like at least four touchdowns. Like, he could definitely have a big day. But if this game yeah. goes into a shootout, Chiefs are winning. Yeah. Yeah, I – as much as I want the Browns to be in the Super Bowl this year, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, I, there's probably they're probably not going to be facing a team that commits four turnovers for the rest of the year. And I think the, the this um, it's probably going to go. I'm going to have to say Chiefs, and I'm going to actually do a, another Scorigami prediction: uh, 52-42. Oh, you're going with some winning fifty-two to forty-two. Yes, I think this is going to be very uh, offensive game. Yeah, Baker like lit him up last week on offense. You know, we've seen the Browns' offense go off a few times. I really would be shocked, especially if the Chiefs are winning by like twenty-four or seventeen, and the Browns are just going to have to throw. I mean, the run game's been insane, but Baker's going to have to throw the ball a lot if they're down. So, as good as Baker. As of late, we've also seen Baker 
drastically underperformed the very yeah. next week. Like he is oh, yeah, captain inconsistency. And in the yeah. playoffs, I mean, I don't know. I just don't yeah. see them going. But it'll be yeah, interesting. I can... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, I can, I can definitely see this turning into uh, an offensive uh, shootout for the ages here. Yeah, right now the overs projected at 57. Seems like most of us, if not all of us, projected over. Yeah, that's true. And the last game, a classic Drew Brees-Tom Brady matchup, Saints-Bucks. Okay, I'm going with the Saints. 31 to um 24. I think it'll be closer than that Sunday night game, but I think the Saints have them by the balls. They have really good defense. And I think the Bucks are just like they barely beat a seven and nine team. So I think Saints are gonna win. And they look good on paper, but I think Brady is gonna have trouble. He's gonna get sacked about three times. Yeah, the the Bucks have struggled against uh, New Orleans all year. And I think this this game is going to be uh, no different. I, I I'll go with the same score actually, forty one twenty four Saints. I I think it's just going to be a repeat of uh of the past two games. You know, I'm I'm kind of torn because it's just so hard for me. I feel like to pick against Tom Brady in the playoffs. I think he's just he's gotten too much experience. I mean, it's his eighteenth playoff. I mean, I know he hasn't been in the wild card, but it's his eighteenth playoff. Appearance. Drew Brees has been in it a lot, but I feel like the Bucks' offense could be too much for the Saints to handle. And I don't expect it to be too high scoring. I'll go Bucks win 24-17. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm leaning with Ben on this one because I'm looking at both of their defensive rankings, and they're kind of similar. Like the Saints have the number five defense, and then the Bucks have the number seven. But then when we're looking at offense, Tampa Bay is let's see, one, two, three. Is the number eight total on offense in terms of total yards per game. That was during the regular season. And then the Saints are like four spots below them. But they so, have to and start then we also Taysom have to Hill a few games. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No. They did start Taysom Hill a few games. But the Bucks have a pretty strong offense now that they finally got in their groove with Chris Godwin and then A.B. coming out of nowhere and Mike Evans. I just think that a combination of strong defense and Tom Brady in the playoffs, as Ben says, really bodes well for this Bucks team. I think that they can – I don't think the Saints are built for the playoffs, honestly. Like, we've seen them choke – numerous years in a row. So yeah, well, Bucks I think they are gonna might win choke. this game. I think they might choke in like the um NFC championship. You think the no, Bucks they're are choking win? this round. Bucks Bucks are winning this game thirty to twenty. No, I don't I don't no. think they're gonna choke this game. They're not playing the Vikings. So like, yeah, they should be exactly good. or but, the Rams with that bogus no call. No Saints aren't built for the playoffs. Bucks are gonna win yeah, this the, game. Okay. The thing about Drew Brees also is that he's like he's throwing the ball shorter and shorter each time. He's just throwing a bunch of short passes. Like he's really accurate, but throws a lot of short passes. So I think if they need it, if they want to get this one going, they're gonna have to get Alvin Kamara because 
I think they're going to look hard for Michael Thomas because the Bucks have a really good run defense, so they probably will have to pass more. Yeah. No, Alvin Kamara can run with the best of them, but you also have two all-pro linebackers in Levante David and, yeah, Devin White. Devin White is really good. Yeah, both of those guys will be there, and they get to the ball. They're like Bud Dupree out there just swarming. And experience could play a factor. I know Drew Brees is really experienced, but the Bucks are full of veterans, like just going down the list, especially on offense. Just a lot of veterans and a lot of guys who have a lot of experience. So I say but Bucks. Isn't, but at the same time, the Bucks are inexperienced in the playoffs. Like none of those guys on the team, aside from Tom Brady, has been there. And Gronk. Oh, yeah, and Gronk. But yeah. Bucks, I think, will ultimately pull it out. When was the last time the Bucks made it to the playoffs? I think it was like 2008. Wait, was that the year they lost to the Skins? It might have been 2006. I think that might have been the last time. Oh. Against the Washington, I think. Yeah. I think that might have been their last time. But something also an interesting point, the Bills, Browns, and the Bucks have all gone – over a decade without winning a playoff game until this year. So a lot of really good stories for, you know, fans that have been suffering their whole lives. Who knows yeah, what's in store for the Jets yeah. next year? Hope so. Hope we can get a good coach. But um, Yeah, it looks like we have a little bit of time for Deshaun Watson trade rumors. I personally think you should go to, like, the Patriots. That would be a great deal for the Patriots. I'm not sure. I like having a good scrambling Texans. quarterback. But you saw this year with Cam Newton, the scrambling quarterbacks didn't really work. I know Deshaun Watson isn't Cam Newton. I know he's better than Cam Newton is right now. But it, it was just weird having a Bill Belichick offense with a bunch of, like, QB runs and stuff. I feel like he's more used to having, like, a pocket passer. Um, yeah, was, why are the Texans going to trade him? Like, can't they amend the relationship with No, Carson? he's unhappy there. He wants out. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't think it would be the worst decision for them to rebuild also because, you know, they're just – they lost some, um, DeAndre Hopkins last year, and I don't know. They're just not really looking up right now. And it's definitely one of the worst – like, especially if they get rid of Deshaun Watson, which they probably will, it's one of the most unattractive – coaching destinations for the coaches. So the relationship is completely destroyed? There's no hope of repair? I don't know about that, but he just said he was unhappy and wanted out. And, I mean, the trade market's huge for him. Like, he'll definitely get some – they'll get some good future offers. I don't but if you're the Texans, you don't want to trade like a guy like that. Say you trade Watson and then you're, su- and then you're stuck – in trying to evaluate who's your guy. Like, what if you get a guy like Mitch Trubisky, and then even though you had a guy like Watson before, and then you traded him? Like, that's yeah. the thing with NFL they teams. Might trade him Once you like get your guy, round. you lock him up. That's what they did with Patrick Mahomes. I personally believe they yeah. should – if he's unhappy, they should trade him for, like, a second round to, like, uh, to like New England. Oh, no, he's or... worth his first-round pick. Yeah, well, well, maybe not because they're not winning enough games. But like, you should go like the, the like be go the Colts or like the Patriots. Those two look good for him. 
Another team I see him going to is the Niners because Garoppolo might not come back, and I feel like he can be really good in Shanahan's offense. Yeah, I agree with that. Wait, would Garoppolo then end up going back to the Patriots? Do you think? Do you guys think that could be a move that would yeah, happen? Yeah, possibly. I definitely but, see that happening. Belichick but like Garoppolo is like he signed a five-year deal, but like he's two years in. So do you think they would trade him? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Like Ben, what were you saying? Possibly, like they they might, and I don't I don't know exactly, but I've been seeing like you know. They were saying Carson Wentz might go. Like, I've been, you know, looking at those destinations, and they said the Niners were considered for, like, Deshaun Watson and Sam Darnold. And, I mean, I, I definitely think that they might move on from Garoppolo. Yeah, they might. There's a good chance they will. I, also, I think Garoppolo would thrive in New England again if they, uh, he goes back there. Definitely. I also saw the, the Dolphins as a No, no, they're going with – they're sticking with Tua. I saw the that there's rumors, there's rumors about a Tua for Deshaun Watson trade. No, that's yeah, stupid. that's what I saw. That's a what? dumb thing. They want to trade. Just... Why would the Dolphins want to trade Tua? Yeah, that's wasting a first round draft pick. And it's weird because the Dolphins have the Texans pick right now, so they have the number three yeah. overall pick. Yeah, they're gonna get Penny. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sewell from Oregon. He's insane. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like they should, like, stick with Tua. I think they're in a perfect situation right now. Uh, yeah, that's Trade right. The, the Texans also uh, Texans also kind of messed up their rebuild, too, because the Dolphins have their pick this year. Yeah, they did. They traded Larry. Yeah, so then that's another reason why the Texans should not be trying to trade Deshaun Watson if they've already messed up their rebuild. But he is unhappy, though. He wants out. I know he's unhappy, but maybe you can sweeten the deal or something. Or they, I, I'll – he was also – Deshaun Watson is also uh, – it's also affecting their coaching because they're coaching a search. Because uh, yeah. Deshaun Watson is reportedly unhappy with uh, them not interviewing uh, Eric uh, Benemi. Is that how you yeah, say it? Yeah, from the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, I Watson's saw that really... headline. Why is Deshaun Watson deciding what coaches should be interviewed? He's a player. Okay. Yeah, well, live so with what it. they were saying was – the GM, or it was Bill Brown, or the owner, because Bill Brown's fired. They said someone, like the owner, someone really high up said, like, to Deshaun Watson, like, we, we will consider your, like, we'll have you in on this, and, like, we'll let you make all these decisions and, like, you know, have a say. But then they just, like, ignored him and didn't do anything, and then they hired the coach. So now he's mad that he didn't get a say. Cause they yeah, broke. that is completely backwards. That sounds very Snyder-esque. Yeah, have a player deciding what coach should be hired. Yeah, that that's is, not is right. You, that, that's not right. It would that make more sense right. if it was a veteran too, who like. No, yeah. you sound like a cancer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Probably what yeah, happened we, with in New England with Tom Brady, but this is not a veteran. Yeah, he, yeah, he was drafted in twenty seventeen. He's not been in the league that long. You shouldn't have a player determine what coach you have, yeah. like. We already we already know what happened with the Cavaliers when uh, a player is effectively the coach and GM. It doesn't didn't really end well with yeah. LeBron at the helm. Yeah, LeBron exactly. was like complaining to everyone. Like he traded half the team. Yeah, well, he, he traded half the team for old guys. Yeah, it just breeds dysfunction when you have something like that happen going on. 
But the other way around with, like, coaches, like, not the players picking the coaches, but the coaches picking what players they want to play for, it's tough right now because with, with the Texans especially. Because, like, if you don't know if Deshaun Watson's leaving or not. You know, if he stays, I'm sure that coaches would want to, you know, go to Texas, go to Texas, play with him or coach for him. But right now there's just too much uncertainty. So I just don't see how, like, you know, coaches would want to go to the Texans right now rather than, you know, like the Jets, the Falcons, Jaguars, any of those teams. Okay. Uh, speaking of former head coaches, I think the the Cowboys picked up Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a poor move. Oh, it's no, a great I don't know move. if that's an it's awful great move. move. He's for a us. terrible, like, offensive yeah. But he – I think he's a smart defensive guy. No, he knows how to blow 28-3 to three leads with poor game management. Yeah, that's why he's better as a coordinator and not as a coach. Yeah, that was – and in that game, like, yeah, people don't talk about it. Like, there were so many opportunities. There's like, an opportunity where they didn't run the ball. They threw it. It was an incompletion. They had to kick. And then, like, just some terrible game management. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely smart. I mean, the offenses would thrive there for Atlanta, but he's still definitely a good defensive coach. And Bill O'Brien, you know, GM and former GM and head coach of the Texans, was signed by Nick Saban in Alabama to be their offensive coordinator as well. Wow. Which Bill is right. Still has credibility. It's interesting, but. Thank you for listening to the Total Bro Sports Podcast.